Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church Podcast Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. As we continue to look at the miracles of Jesus, today's miracle and scripture teaching is from the book of Luke, chapter 9. Now Jesus called together the twelve disciples and gave them the right to exercise power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Then he sent them out on a brief journey to preach the kingdom of God and to perform miracles and healings. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey that might encumber you, neither a walking stick nor a bag nor bread nor money, and and do not even have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that city. And as for all those who do not welcome you when you leave that city, shake the dust off your feet, breaking all ties with them, as a testimony against them that they rejected my message. So they began going from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing the sick everywhere. Now when the apostles returned, they told him all that they had done, and he took them with him, and he privately withdrew across the Jordan to a city called Bethsaida. But when the crowds learned of it, they followed him. But he welcomed them and he began talking to them about the kingdom of God and healing those who needed to be healed. Now, as the day was ending, the twelve disciples came and said to him, Send this crowd away so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get provisions, because where we are, we're here in an isolated place. But Jesus said, That isn't necessary. You feed them. They said, we have no more than five loaves and and two fishes. Well, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men in this crowd. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. So they did so and had them all sit down. And he took the five loaves and the two fish And he looked up to heaven, and he gave thanks, and he blessed them, and he broke them, and he kept giving them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were completely satisfied. And the broken pieces of fish and bread, which they had left over, were so abundant that they were picked up and there were twelve baskets still full. We can't talk about this miracle of Jesus without first seeing what led up to the miracle happening. This miracle comes after he had sent out his 12 disciples to the neighboring villages, giving them the authority to preach, heal the sick, and cast out demons. They had done these short missions, and they had just returned to Jesus to tell him about how successfully they had seen healings happening at their hands and and demons had been cast out. And then when once again a great crowd had followed them, Jesus spent the entire day preaching to this crowd and healing the sick people who were among them. According to this, there were at least 5,000 men, which means if you were to add in the women and children who would have been there as well, it would have possibly numbered into around 10,000 or more. 
Can you imagine a crowd of almost 10,000 and Jesus is walking through them preaching, teaching, and healing their sick? It must have been a long, exhausting day for him. But the point I really want to make is the disciples had just come back from a missions trip where they saw the miraculous healings of God in people's bodies at their hands. They had just spent a day watching Jesus perform even more healing miracles. And yet when it came to finding a way to meet the physical needs of the people gathered there, just the everyday need of needing food including their own. They needed it too. They were stumped by this. They only had a couple loaves of bread and a couple fish. Now, the disciples surely cared about the people and wanted to see their food needs met. I mean, they told Jesus, send the crowds away into neighboring villages to find provisions. They even offered here to go themselves and buy enough food for the people. Which, let's pause here for a second. Tradition has you believe that Jesus and his disciples were super poor. And yet they had enough money to have a treasurer, which by the way, happened to be Judas. And they had enough money to offer to go buy almost 10,000 people food to eat. So yeah, let that sink in a little. So when Jesus says to his disciples, it isn't necessary for you to send them away. And it's not even necessary for you to go and buy all these people food. You feed them. Their minds must have been a little blown. Yeah, they had seen some healing miracles happen, and they had seen water turned into wine at the hand of Jesus, and they had seen powerful demons cast out. But what was he even suggesting they do here? I mean, how could they feed thousands of people with just five loaves of bread and two fishes? I mean, that was barely going to be enough to feed the twelve and Jesus. And of course, like I always say, I love what Jesus does here next. Now, there were times when Jesus chastised his disciples for their lack of faith, typically after he had just demonstrated something to them and then asked them to go do the same, and they couldn't because they didn't really believe. But what he had just asked them to do, feed thousands with a small fish dinner, he knew that asking them to do this was something totally outside of their realm of comprehension. So what he does is he demonstrates how to take what is in the natural material world and multiply it to meet the needs of others supernaturally. He has the disciples organize the people into smaller groups of 50, and it specifically says he had them have the groups all sit down. Now, why do you think he had them do this? Well, imagine a hungry crowd of thousands witnessing a miracle of mass food production, all standing up and pressing to get that food. I mean, the strongest would push through and trample the weakest. Some people would get to eat and some people would starve. So Jesus knowing what he was about to do, had the disciples break up this large crowd and have them all sit down together so that everyone would get something to eat from the youngest to the oldest, from the strongest to the weakest. Because when God provides for his people, he is not willing that any should be left out. So remember to ask yourself if you are involved with the church, is your church making sure that from the youngest to the oldest and the strongest to the weakest, that you are providing for all of them. That's a side note. 
All right. Well, then came the demonstration of what the disciples not only could have done, but should have done if they had understood the power and authority and the vastness of that power and authority that had been bestowed upon them by Jesus. He took what they had in the physical, the fish and the loaves. He held those up to heaven as an offering. I mean, this was his supper he was about to give away. And he gave thanks for that food to God. Then he spoke a blessing over that food. And then he started to break each of them apart into pieces and kept giving these pieces to the disciples to set before this crowd. And they all ate and were completely satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over that were picked up made 12 full baskets of fish and bread. So let's break it down. He took what he had in his possession. He looked up to heaven. Now those words looked up in the Greek actually mean getting a recovery of sight. So he takes his eyes off of the lack, the only couple of fish and a couple of bread. He takes his eyes off of that and he places his eyes on the spiritual realm of heaven where there is power and creation and provision. He regains his sight of the power of God and he doesn't look at the lack. Then he offers it to God and he thanks God for the provision he had been given even though it didn't seem like much, this is all I've got, God, but thank you for it. Thank you that you've put even this little bit into my hands. Then, and I really love this, he speaks a blessing over this food. Now, the word blessing in our modern culture has really been dumbed down and trivialized. We think that the, that like blessing is, thank you, God, for this good food. Amen. But that word blessing in the Greek actually means he spoke well of the food. He spoke well over it and he praised it. He actually praised the food. He blessed it. He called it blessed. That food, that little teeny bit of food, that little offering that he had, that little bit of provision, he said, this is enough and I praise you. I I speak praise over you because you will be enough. And when he had finished this demonstration of blessing and retraining your eyes onto the spiritual realm, he started breaking off pieces of bread and fishes. And somehow, as he was doing this, the supernatural power of the realms of heaven flowed through Jesus into the very molecules of this food and caused it to continually regenerate and regenerate and regenerate until there was so much food that every one of those thousands upon thousands of people were completely satisfied and there were 12 additional baskets full of food left over. And the truly amazing thing in this story is that Jesus had said to his disciples, you feed them, meaning they didn't just have the power and authority to heal sick people and cast out demons. He had also given them the power and authority to multiply matter. That will knock your spiritual socks off, especially when we get to our final season one 
episodes where we learn that the same spirit that gives the power and authority to those 12 disciples, it has been given to anyone who believes and receives him. But I don't want to jump ahead and spoil that surprise too much. Okay, so right now you might be thinking, this all sounds pretty cool, but what does it mean for me? Well, I want to end today's episode with an assignment for you. It sounds like a simple assignment, but it actually requires a complete changing of your thinking, uh, a changing in your attitude towards what you have in your possession to offer to other people. It requires a recovery of your sight in regards to the power and the potential of the realms of God. It requires an offering on your part, and it will require thankfulness in the midst of any lack you may currently have. And finally, it will require you actually opening up your mouth and speaking words of blessing and praise. Here it is. I want you to look at this demonstration that Jesus gave to us, and then recreate it in your life in some way. Look around your circle of influence and see where there is a need. This could be with your immediate or extended family. It could be in your work. It could be in your community or your church. It could be with your neighbors or a friend group. Identify the need and then look at what you have that if it was multiplied could meet that need that you see in others. It could be food, clothes, equipment, transportation, even money, something tangible that you can put your hands on. And even though it may not seem like much, or it may feel like if you were to share it, it might mean that you would have to go without or have less, but that's okay. Take it in your hands, lift it up to God and say, God, this is all I have, but I offer it to you to help meet the needs of others then change your thinking about how it's not much or it's not enough. Recover your sight of the power of the kingdom of God and the spiritual realms and see this thing that you are offering as not enough, but more than enough when put in the hands of a creative God. Thank God that you have that little bit. Thank Him for providing you with material goods, no matter how sparse they may seem. And then start speaking the blessing over the object. Speak well over your belongings. They are about to become seeds that bear much fruit. And if you don't know exactly what to say, simply say, I speak the blessing of God over you. I speak the blessing of multiplication over you so that you can bless others. And then start giving it away to the people you identified as having needs. And watch as you discover that when you start blessing others with what you have been blessed with, even if it's little, even if it seems small, God will find a way to regenerate it, refill it, restore it, and bless you even more don't believe me? The story ends with 12 leftover baskets of food. Ever wonder why there were 12 baskets? Because those 12 disciples gave up their small offering of five loaves of bread and two fishes that they would have shared amongst themselves, and they distributed first to the giant crowd of people. 
and in return, they each ended up with a full basket of food for each of them and any of their family who may have been traveling with them. So they actually ended up with more than what they had given up. Today I speak the blessing of Almighty God over you, our listeners. I speak wellness over you. I speak praise over your lives. I thank God for your lives and what you can do with your life as you start to give it away. And I ask that he would fill you with such faith and vision that you would have a recovery of sight today where you can see his kingdom power and provision in your life. And I ask that he open your eyes to see the goods and talents and resources that he has blessed you with so that you can take them and multiply them to reach the people he has put around you to bless and provide. Now go out in the multiplying power of God and go be the church in your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us. Check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.